Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Joy Cardine, and I'd like to introduce Brad Votava, running for State Assembly in District 79. Please tell our viewers what educational, occupational, and civic experiences that you have that qualify you for this office, including your experience working with diverse communities. Well, thank you, Joy. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and speak with you this morning. As you said, I'm Brad Watava. I'm running for the uh, Democratic uh, nomination for the, the State Assembly in District 79. I've lived in the 79th District for 22 years as a homeowner, as a husband, and as a father. Um, both my kids have graduated from Madison Memorial High School, and I've tried to be involved in the community. Um, Professionally, I am a small business owner and an entrepreneur that runs a business here in the district. Um, I worked for a number of years for NASA under a program called Mission to Planet Earth, where we were um, developing partnerships and new technologies to study land and water issues and map and monitor uh, earth changes. And so out of that experience, I've started this business named Archer Geographic, as I said, here in the district that I've run successfully for um, the last 15 years or so, uh, that works with public and private partners to try and solve land and complex land and water issues and works also works on some infrastructure issues. So that is some experience that I want aim to take into the state legislature uh, to develop new coalitions, bring that expertise and try uh, area that expertise that's needed in the legislature in my view right now to try and be better stewards of our land and water natural resources. So that's my main core advocacy. Um, I have a master's degree in natural resources. And so I consider that um, my area of expertise. I'm also passionate about public education, um, working with access to um, increasing access to healthcare and also improving our state's infrastructure. So those are my core issues that I'm looking to work on in the state legislature. More generally, I would say my vision for the state legislature is a citizen-centric vision, meaning I'd like to see a less professionalized legislature where there's people from all across the state and all different walks of life, people that are teachers, uh, farmers, small business owners that come together and try and solve um, our collective problems and bring their expertise to the state legislature and not view it as um, a career so much. So that's kind of my centric, uh, citizen-centric vision. What specific changes would you support to ensure voters are able to cast their ballots and have confidence in the outcomes of our elections? And what experiences have you had with election administration that informs your response? Um, well, I come at it from the angle that I believe that the proper goal of, of our state and every state is to have 100% of the, the voters actually casting their ballots. I believe that the more people that participate in the voting process, the stronger our democracy is. So I believe the, the proper goal is 100% participation. Um, I think that we would the more people that participate in the voting process, the, the uh, I think we'd see significant changes in our political process that would benefit us. Um, so I am against any sort of uh, legislation that would restrict um, access to voting. 
Uh, I, in fact, I'm the opposite and would like to see it easier to vote. And I believe that our elections are already safe and secure. Um, I would just like to see it um, easier for people to be able to cast their ballots. And that, that would include um, increasing um, early voting, um, streamlining and increasing uh, voting by mail. I believe that um, vote ballot boxes were uh, successful and should be allowed. Um, so yeah, I, I, would, I would support anything that would improve people's access to, to voting and oppose anything that would take away that access. Do you think Wisconsinites have adequate access to affordable healthcare services, including reproductive health and abortion care? And what should be the legislature's role? Well, I would say the answer to that is we've got work to do. Uh, and I think the pandemic had clearly exposed some challenges there. There are many communities across the state that are unserved or underserved in terms of their access to health care. Um, from a state level perspective, what I would like to see happen and what is something similar to what we've done with broadband access in the last couple of years in our state. So that we obviously have a model where we have private healthcare providers, um, but they don't go into all the neighborhoods and all the communities in the state because it's not profitable for them to do that. And so uh, similar to what we've done with broadband, where we've targeted state investment to increase um, broadband access to those areas that don't currently have it, I'd like to see a similar effort involving healthcare. So we can develop public-private partnerships to address putting new facilities and providers, including nurse practitioners and um, physicians assistants into those areas that are currently underserved and unserved. And so it's a targeted state investment to increase healthcare access by, by uh, targeting those communities. Um, in terms of reproductive healthcare, obviously that's um, uh, problematic in terms of what's just happened with, with the Roe v. Wade being overturned. What I would like to see in the state legislature is um, codifying those rights into state law. So we've got this archaic 19, uh, 1849 state law on the books um, that has all of us concerned that uh, is something that I don't believe would be enforceable, but I think we're gonna need to address it next year in the legislature and codify those rights to access to abortion care and reproductive care properly into our, our state law, because I don't believe the current law is enforceable. What do you think is required to improve outcomes for students in public schools, including those with disabilities? And as a legislator, what would you do to advance these measures? Um, yeah, that's a definitely a core advocacy of mine is excellence in public education. Um, I've got a lot of concerns about the direction that we're going. Um, I know that one of my concerns is, is that a lot of teachers are leaving the profession. It's been um, a challenging stretch. It was a trend that always, already was happening before the pandemic, but the pandemic has accelerated that trend. Um, so I think we're setting ourselves up statewide uh, for a teacher shortage where there's a lot of teachers leaving the profession. And it's something that we therefore need to address at the state level. And part of that is resources, um, targeting state investment for the recruitment and retention of teachers. So we need uh, a comprehensive plan to be put in place that um, includes legislation for uh, recruitment and retention of our teachers. So for instance, the, the starting salary for teachers has been um, slipping relative to other states, we're now 34th out of 50th. That's not acceptable. And we're going to have a hard time getting people to go into the profession. There's a lot of other complex things that go around the issue. Um, one of the other things 
that I would like to see to the to what you mentioned in terms of outcome would be to see a comprehensive um, plan for early reading literacy. I'm concerned about the the proficiency of our early readers, and I think the pandemic has accelerated that trend as well. So I think we need a comprehensive plan based on the science of reading that allows teachers the flex flexibility they need to um, improve rating outcomes. And I think that is fundamental to educational success. Um, and I'll, I'll leave that one there. What specific strategies do you support for ensuring clean water for all Wisconsinites? Clean water is an issue that I'm passionate about, both in our surface waters and our groundwater. Um, a lot of the pollution that, that is in our water now is non-point source pollution. About half of it comes from agricultural runoff. Um, and and that's, a, that's a difficult issue to solve. We have about 65,000 farmers across the state of Wisconsin. I've worked with um, a number of them in the central part of the state. They are just like the rest of us, concerned about their impacts on the on water quality, um, and but they need help. They need help in terms of uh, a state strategy and state programs that can offer them um, guidance and offer them funding in terms of uh, providing strategies to help them mit mitigate their agricultural runoff. Um, and we have the know-how to do it. We just need to build the coalitions and, and implement those as strategies and help those farmers get that done. The other piece of that is the, the large factory farming operations in, in Wisconsin have doubled over the last 15 years. Uh, so there are over 300 of them now. Uh, their impacts on our water quality is highly disproportionate. Um, they have about 25% of the livestock in the state is in those operations. So we need to take a look at um, our regulation and compliance of those facilities to improve our water quality because their impacts are enormous. Um, the, the, the PFAS is a, another big issue that's emerging right now. The science is, is becoming clearer that those are something that we need to address uh, in terms of water quality in the state and move towards uh, the, the, the higher standards that the EPA is working on right now. What legislation would you support to see that guns no longer end up in the hands of those who would do harm with them? Uh, good question. Um, I think we need a, a multifaceted approach there to ending gun violence. Um, I like a lot of the ideas that we've been discussing right now, um, increasing the, the age that um, the purchase for certain types of weapons from 18 to 21, um, having universal background checks and enforcing those is very important. So we don't um, put guns in the hands of people with proclivity to violence. Um, I support the red flag laws uh, for those that have guns that are showing signs of um, distress and, and um, mental illness um, uh, with, again, an inclination to maybe do harm to themselves or others and, and, and um, uh, restricting their, their rights to, to access their firearms, at least temporarily. So red flag laws, um, background checks, um, increasing the buying age, and also I, I support restriction of certain kinds of weapons. Um, if they're uh, military um, assault style weapons with high capacity magazines, I don't believe those are weapons that we need to um, have access to in, in our society. So I believe that legislatively we could address all of those things um, and find common ground to uh, end the unacceptable level of gun violence, frankly, in our culture, in our state. 
What opportunities do you see to work across the aisle on issues important to your constituents? Uh, another great question. Um, I, I would say that education needs to be addressed in a bipartisan way. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, Democrats, independents, and Republicans, and we all want good schools for our kids. And it's just a matter of kind of um, coming together, understanding each other's perspective and talking to one each other. And I don't believe that in the current legislature, there's enough talking between both sides, the Democrats and the Republicans that are in office from an outsider's perspective, don't appear to be discussing or, or talking to each other at all or having um, a bipartisan approach. So I feel that that needs to be an emphasis to, in, the, in the coming term. Um, to work together to find some common ground and some solutions. And I believe, as I mentioned, there's an opportunity to do that in terms of education. I also believe there's an opportunity to do that in terms of the natural resource land and water issues. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview, including any priorities that may not have been identified yet? Thank you. Um, so I, I um, am an entrepreneur, I value new ideas, I value innovation, um, I value looking at problems from different um, perspectives and different ways of looking at things. Um, I look at it as, as opportunities to solve problems that we have in our state, and I believe I can bring that mindset to the state legislature. Um, I'm not, uh, I don't believe that people are happy with the, the legislature as a whole, at, at this point in time, 37% um, of Wisconsinites approve of the legislature. And so I think we've got a lot of work to do. And I think we need to attract new voices, new people and new leadership to advocate on these issues that matter most to all of us. And those include education, those include uh, natural resources, land and water resources, as I mentioned, um, act, in, increasing access to healthcare and working to improve our state's infrastructure. So those are areas that I've had experience in um, and in through my business and, and my advocacies. And I would like to uh, uh, contribute in those ways to work um, for positive improvement and progress in those areas. I want to thank Brad Votava for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that election day for those candidates involved in a primary is Tuesday, August 9th, and that the fall election is on Tuesday, November 8th. On behalf of Madison's City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, thank you for joining us.